Tournament. Tournament. Tournament of books. <laughs> Just as soon as we start, we can be finished. That's sort of how the tournament feels. <laughs> no. I mean, this is it's always the thing that makes um, March go by real fast. Yeah. Suddenly, um, here we are. It's the end of March. I think it's one of those things where it's like you don't really realize how much time is passing until you're actually looking at every day like, oh, there's going to be a new thing this morning on the thing. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Um, so the tournament ended. It did. We did the semis, the zombies, and the final all in the last week. It's a... Uh, it's nice when the calendar lays it out like that, so it can just be, yeah, you know, you we we could fet the winner on Friday. But before we get to the winner, let's go through what happened. Yeah, uh, uh, the Monday, first day of the semis. Um, Dictionary of Animal Languages is not the Cinderella story this year. We we were hoping for a final where that was made it all the way to the end. Um, but Warlight, this World War Two novel by. Like the eighth, I think, novel by Michael Ondaatje. Yeah. Uh, just couldn't be stopped. Yeah, I mean, I I think that everybody discounted it in a way where we were all looking at like, oh, you know, we've all been following the tournament for a while. We know sort of what happens in the tournament. We look to the books that the tournament introduces us to, and I don't think there's anybody reading in the tournament who's just been introduced to Michael Ondaatje. You know? No, I mean. I mean, he's been in the tournament before. Yeah, yeah. As he he uh, a couple years ago, he did the cat's table, mm-hmm. um, which was almost a memoir, right? Yeah, or like a sort of pre auto fiction auto fiction situation. Mm-hmm. As auto fictiony as Andache could get. <laughs> yeah, but so he so that continued on, and that was a surprise for a lot of people. But uh, you know, there were some big voices in the comments that are saying that it's fantastic and i I don't doubt that it is it's just um i always look to the tournament for discovery and Mm -hmm. rewarding like um masterful discoveries Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know i i don't i i just don't think anybody's discovering on dutch i think that's really what it is but you know it continued on and the next day was um house of broken angels versus the mars room and there i mean on the flip side it felt like the mars room was the obvious in the way that like nobody was expecting Warlight to just trounce through the bracket, Mars Room, everybody's like, yeah, obviously that was going to be the winner. Yeah, there was a sort of understanding that that was a great book. Um, and Rachel Kushner has a lot of uh, fans from, I think, also another pre-tournament book, right? Flamethrowers? Was no, that... Flamethrowers didn't make it in. And I remember everybody being like, what? Where is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't i didn't read uh this either have you you've read it now. i'm about halfway through it right now oh okay um because i started reading it this week because i was like ooh, if this makes it to the final maybe mm-hmm. i'll have something to say it's um it's it's dense it's not easy there's something i think it was on i think it was on tuesday that in the in the commentary i think it was john warner who sort of said you know the first hundred pages or so are pretty tough sledding and then it starts to pick up, and then you sort of fall through the end. And I, I can see that at this point. I'm like, it's just a lot of it's a lot of fragmented backstory, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. written compellingly. And well, we'll get to the, we'll get to its zombie judgment in a minute. Right. Uh, what else was there? Next. The, so then. So that. So House of Broken Angels fell, and that was the last that we heard from it. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, our zombies ended up being there, there, and my sister, the serial killer, which. Makes a lot of sense to me. I do wonder if the Mars Room would have made it into the zombie. Well, first of all, there there went up against Warlight the next day. Yeah. Before it died and came back. 
it got felled by or no, I guess that is the zombie. That was the first zombie round, yeah. Right, right, right. Because they're there I fell guess. to the Mars room. Right before. And then uh and then it got trounced by Warlight in the idea that the the um the reviewer just could did not like the the many voices structure. Yeah, and I think I think we saw Warlight get rewarded for being a really good novel mm-hmm. told by a master. And there were like there was you know, versus the the sprightly debut that maybe doesn't hit all of its marks but has a lot of energy right um yeah i think that was the day i went off in the comments not necessarily in conversation Mm, with mm -hmm. the judges um mentioned but there was a there was a mfa fiction uh mfa thesis line that i you know i i just think that there's a lot of misconceptions about that what the mfa does or and what it Mm -hmm. can do for you and uh yeah uh so i'm always when when people say like, oh, that sounds like an MFA thesis, I'm like, you mean it sounds like an early draft? Like that's something interesting to say. Saying it sounds like an MFA thesis, like you, like right. you, that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Um, yeah, because there's some masterful theses, and there's some that are rough drafts because that's what you accomplished. Yeah, it's this. It's the. I think you were the one who pointed it out. This fallacy that because you've had an MFA, like you've been workshopped into the, the MFA middle round. voice. Yeah, and it's like I. That's not. I think it's confirmation bias bias for sure. I think so. And I think, you know, it's 2019. Like, we've had this argument for the last decade, if not Mm -hmm. longer. And I think people are coming around to the idea that, oh, right, we were sold at, like, a thing, this MFA versus NYC, all of this shit, that nobody cares about anymore. Right. We're all all too busy fighting the president right now (laughs) to worry about, like, oh, your, your novel got... I'm jealous that you got into Iowa and you got to workshop your novel with people, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it wasn't enough to keep it in the tournament, so there it goes. There it um, goes. Uh, and so the next zombie round was My Sister, the Serial Killer, versus The Mars Room, which is interesting, sort of like the one side of prison, of, of things you would do to get into prison. Yeah. <laughs> and and the prison. And um, the judgment ended up being sort of the inverse of Warlight versus The Mars Room, or uh, Warlight versus They're There. It was really like The Mars Room is a great powerful novel but i felt like i was sort of being like a little bit lectured to mm-hmm. and i prefer and and the judge preferred the the scrappy upstart yeah and it's so funny you know i think um it's it, it really feels like an old-fashioned pulp novel to me like i can yeah. even imagine the lurid cover i mean it's already a pretty lurid <laughs> cover but like the um you know the old the more tr- yeah yeah that like 70s pulp with like the painting yeah, yeah. Scantily clad women holding enormous knives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I could see like that would be the cover um, for if it was on that um, hard case crime. Uh huh. Totally. Know? Totally. And it would totally fit in with those because it is like a an pretty you know, it's an old fashioned crime story. Yeah. In a way, I mean, it's new in that the way that the voice goes and the way it's like moralizing. Um, right. It's sub- it's subverting while also totally playing in the rules of the genre totally and it's and it's exciting in that way yeah um it's it's exciting to see an old form made new yeah Um, and so i was excited to see it move forward um to the final to the last to the to the championship round yeah and i mean i i was one of the people who was deeply concerned that because warlight had had a pretty easy path to victory so far I was worried that it was going to be this. It was going to be the same thing that had toppled so many of the more experimental novels that it had gone up against. Mm-hmm. That people, 
I don't know. I mean, I said it in the comments, and a couple people pushed back at the like the superficial version of it. Uh-huh. But in the same way that you know, Green Book wins the Oscar this year because it's a movie that appealed to an audience that didn't do anything new or exciting. It was just like for all of the problems that exist with it that the audience who voted for it ended up wanting to just ignore. I was worried the same thing was going to happen with Warlight. Mm-hmm. A little bit of um, Ruth Curry had said something in the uh, her judgment last year where she had called the novel um, she called a novel a book that you can talk to your Republican parents about. <laughs> it was uh, Manhattan Beach. Uh-huh. I felt actually, the same way. There's a lot of um. There's a parallel conversation. There were people comparing Warlight to Manhattan Beach, where mm-hmm. it's like it's very good, but it's World War II fiction, and it's something that you've read before. Yeah. Um, but then I, I mean, I think I think a lot of people were surprised at just how lopsided a victory. Yeah, my sister, the serial killer, won. Uh, twelve to five. Yeah, I mean, very decisive. That's a yeah. More than half, almost a full two thirds yeah i mean and i was pleased to see everybody being like you know warlight is a good book but i'll take this crazy wacky debut Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that this fits up there with um the entire list yeah i mean two back-to-back years of short debut novels that are not necessarily anybody's immediate pick to win right but they're um exciting because they do something with the form that people um, haven't seen before. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a little bit of talk towards the end of the day on Friday. Um, They announced that there's going to be a a rooster of the rooster next year. A mega rooster. And people started looking back at the, the list of, I mean, 15 at this point. We'll find out whatever the 16th book is next year. But... It's a it's a cool list and all of the books really with they all are surprising interesting books that feel like they whether they are like the slim debut that nobody expected or the the Juno Diaz Jennifer Egan juggernauts mm-hmm. like it's a pretty evenly balanced tournament yeah so so the idea is because there's been 16 tournaments that they now they're going to have them all go up against each other, the winners of these past 16 tournaments. Um, and I think that, yeah, I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, I, I'd like to see how that all plays out. It'll be fun. I, I, if it does, I mean, they sort of hinted that maybe it won't, but I think, I think it, we can be pretty safe in assuming that it would. Yeah. Do you have an? Do you have a favorite? Do you do you know which one's going to win already? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I I think of that list, Cloud Atlas still has. Uh, a lot of a lot of fans i think jennifer egan's goon squad has an easy path but then you know the sisters brothers is in there and that's one of those books that like that year again nobody expected that book to win and you could put that book up against any other book in that tournament Mm -hmm. and the right reader is going to be like yeah i'll take this weird western i wouldn't be surprised if station 11 won sure crowd pleaser crowd pleaser looks at the future and sees hope you know right 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 um it'd be fitting but uh, also who knows there's still one book that we don't know of that's true um what do you what are you uh what are you looking at for the rest of the year that i i mean i think uh we cast a shadow 
um, mm-hmm. that I read. I think that that's going to definitely be in the tournament this this next year. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'll bet that Valeria Lucelli's Lost Children archive makes it in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the old Drift Namwali Serpel, which just got a great Salman Rushdie review in the Times Book Review, gets in. Um, Juliet the Maniac, maybe Juliet Escoria, uh-huh. uh, Bunny. Bunny? Oh, yeah. Mona by, Awad. Which gives me um, secret history vibes. Plus, yeah. it's named Bunny. Yeah. Uh, Exhalation, the Ted Chiang short story collection that's coming out. Uh, 99 uh, Nights in Logar by Jamil John Kachai. Bolaway. Like. A couple people already calling Bolaway as next year's winner. Yeah. The Elizabeth McCracken novel. Um, but then, I mean, there are a bunch of fun debuts that are coming out. Mostly Dead Things uh, by Kristen Arnett that's coming out this summer. Um. I could see Nick Mancusi Philosophy of Ruin ending up uh, getting a, mm-hmm. a a nod. J. Ryan Stradle's got a new book coming out. That's true. Um uh, The Logger Queens The Logger Queen Minnesota. of Minnesota, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Logger Queen of Minnesota. I mean, you know It's it, a great book. It came and went, but Christian Rupenian's You Know You Want This with Cat Person. It's pretty rare for short stories to get in. Uh, but just the Alice Monroe. I can't really think. There's only a few. There's a handful of story collections. Yeah, they often make the long list and then don't quite, because it, it's always harder to grapple with. I mean, I'd love to see next year another genre, genre twist a, a la building stories. I would like that too. I missed the. You know, I thought Sabrina. Uh, oh yeah. By Nick Dernasso, I think. Yeah. Um, was sort of a lock-in, be, just because it was the first um, graphic novel uh, nominated for the Booker. Yeah, but you know what? Also, next year there's like the Crankstart Booker. <laughs> um, we there, you know, there'll be a new Margaret Atwood novel. Um, yeah, a, there's a, a Stephen King return to form, like Kids in Trouble novel. Mm-hmm. I think that there could be a couple of juggernauts that hit the bracket that are coming out in the fall. That like, who knows? Yeah, I am excited to see what they're doing this summer. So the summer TOB this year, the six books that are going to go up this summer are all going to be chosen by us, by you, by me. By you listeners, mm-hmm. which is exciting because I think that like it's gonna be a different roster. It's not gonna be. It's not the last two years have sort of leaned into either like ooh we're gonna bring some genre in or like we're just gonna read the books that everybody's talking about. This is the opportunity for something like Daisy Jones and the Six uh-huh. to get in that like let's all pick. I mean, this is my personal opinion. Let's all pick good summer book like beach reads the sorts of things that maybe don't get the attention that the tournament tends to lavish on things. Mm. So, I mean, we didn't make our bet on air, but oh, our yeah. last predictions were that you thought Warlight was going to win, and I called my sister the serial killer. You did indeed. So our old bet is that I would ch- we choose a book to do for reading Snapchat or something, right? Uh, or a backlist author. Uh-huh. And I think uh, since I've already given you the book, and I know you own it, it might be time for you to read Lonesome Dove. Speaking Ooh. of excellent summer reading. Hey. Yeah. Cool. So I think it's time. All right. This summer, Larry McMurtry. Larry McMurtry. We're going to dive into the Westerns. Oh, yeah. You're going to, you're going to, it's like 1,200 pages. You're going to read it in like three days. Sweet. I love it. All right, All people. Right. Well, we had a great time with you and, uh, you know, we would hope to hear from you. Um, and next, in a couple days, couple days, we have Leanne Shapton coming on the show talking um, guest book ghost stories. And uh, Miriam Taves' Women Talking. Oh, that's definitely going to be on the bracket next year. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. It's a, it's, it's a powerful book. Really powerful book. So that's what's uh, coming up on Tuesday. So stick with us. And, and um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.
long after this endless summer. 